Good evening, Let's Talk. Uh, well, tonight's edition of Let's Talk presents the Poetry Corner. We have King Atterbury presents and his 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 all star crew. Um, fellows that's joining on Let's Talk and Facebook group, as well as on YouTube, as well as on Periscope. As you guys can see, we have an all star cast tonight. We have Jazzy. And we have Michelle joining us tonight. Um, I'm going to mute everybody's mic. Michelle, introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. Well, my name is Michelle Jewell. Originally, I'm from Harlem. Actually, I am a former next-door neighbor of King Attenberry. <laughs> he watched my son grow up and took care of him. So we were right across from one another. But I'm now in St. Pete in Florida. And that's pretty much it. I've done a little moving around, but I'm a little more solid now back here in Florida. So what got you into poetry? Reading my sister's diary and being caught doing so. <laughs> Like, what was she writing that was so important? I didn't understand that. I couldn't get that. Okay. So I had been caught a number of times and, and um, you know, just told myself, well, if she could sit down and write in this book and write all of these secrets, how come I can't do the same thing? But I never realized what it was doing for me. Like, okay. It, it built me as a, as a person, even as a little girl, it helped me with my penmanship. It, you know, it it really helped to expand my thought because then I can do more than just put a sentence on a, a piece of paper. Um, you know, I could make some discoveries about myself. So I've been writing for a long time. I just do not, my work is not really exposed. It's not out there at all. It's always been very private and it's been the stuff that I've worked with to build me as a person. But my dear nephew gave me an invitation. I said, come on, let's do this. It's about time. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce everybody to Jazzy. Michelle, I'm going to come back to you. Jazzy. Yes. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. How's everything? Everything's everything. <laughs> you good to go? Everything is well tonight? You know. Everything is well. As uh, good as it can be. Would you like to explain to the audience uh, who you are, where you're from, what got you into poetry? Uh, my name is, I go by Jazzy Sky, J-A-Z-Z-I-S-K-Y-E. Uh, um, I'm originally from Dorchester, Massachusetts, Beantown, um, but I live in Goo Creek, Charleston, South Carolina right now uh, for the past, since 2014. And I would say, I would think, honestly, poetry probably saved my life. Mm. Um, how long have you been writing? I've been writing to myself ever since I was young. Like um, like she said, I kind of kept it to myself for a long time. It was my way of venting is the way like when I felt like nobody would listen or nobody would understand, I went uh, to pen and paper and pulled my emotions out through just writing. And I would say maybe for the last year, I just started doing it in front of people, like going to open mic and stuff like that. Okay, so we look forward to hearing from you tonight. Thank don't you. be don't be nervous. The audience yeah. they gonna bite. 
we're gonna come. We, we're gonna come right back to you. Okay. King, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good tonight, cuz. You know, got family in the building. Uh-huh. Hey, so, 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 so I see you got an all-star cast tonight, man. <laughs> you know, you, you don't pull the crew in, huh? Hey, you know, family unite. You know what I mean? So, I'm just blessed to have my family here tonight, and uh, everybody was on deck, and that's what's up. So know, we ancestors go- coming through. So we going who who we, we going to go first? I said Michelle behind the scenes, but you might want to go to Jazzy real quick. It's up to you. Who you who 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 you think should go first or um you want to go first or something else? Auntie, you you going to go in? You going to go in first? I can, but let me lighten this up a little cuz I didn't do that. So okay. let me give myself some light cuz this is it's dark here. <laughs> Okay, is that cool? Okay. Yeah, they just disappear. I should have been more organized. I get it, I get it. I'll be back. You know, I try to be a a representative of women to allow women to go first. You know what I mean? Be a gentleman. You know what I mean? You respect the queen when you're a king, right? Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, then. <laughs> so, Michelle, you got something for us? I do, I do. What's the name of this poem? Okay, I'm ready. You go ahead. Well, this is called Disassociation. All right. Again, it's called Disassociation. This, now, what I do. Each morning, I text a, a longtime friend of mine. We always send each other things that are inspirational. And so this is uh, a piece of work. My work is more conversational, I should say, rather than poetry, sort of. Um, so this is the piece that I wrote to him. It says, good morning, my love. This morning's thoughts. Have you taken note? of the recent disassociations regarding a way of life, which has always been purposed for the African in America. Those coming forth souls who show up in the most beautiful spectral shades of coffee across the globe. The ascendants of stolen legacy who traveled across waters, lands, and misregions, displaying origin of man in the new territory, the natural man and man, who planted seeds in various forms only to end up being separated and made to feel different. Look closely, PR, DR, and Cuba. Check your secluded areas for those dark, curly hair, teeth white as snow for people. Don't fool yourself believing there's a difference due to location and language. Customs, you got, you received missionaries, your conversion, and um, has been unnoticed to Show that picture of who starts your line of family. You know she's there. 
you know the one I'm talking about. And pardon the interruption as the old men speak. With Peru, Venezuela, and the Philippines, Brazil, do you not recall the leader who begged others to step to your gene pool? Yet when the time comes, they will let you know, hold on, they will let you know how they conditioned you like Pavlov to the door. Be courageous to sit in the remnants of the undeniable beauty as you mesh shamelessly with those who vehemently deny your very existence. So on the sidelines holding sidebars. When the time comes, they will let you know exactly who you are as they have conditioned your mind. You will sooner refamiliarize yourselves in the very soil which created you as you are. That's it. I, I, I like that and I wanna I wanna apologize to anybody that's listening. A lot of a lot of times because right now what we're going on in the east coast of the country is a lot of storms going on. So our sound may not have the greatest of quality because of the storms and with Wi-Fi and the amount of volume on. But I like that because that was that was interesting. So you wrote that one morning? <laughs> You can hear me, Michelle. Yeah. So, so you wrote that one? Just, just wrote that off the top of your head. Yes. I like that. I like that. That's that's good. That was. I bet you that. I bet you that was a good that's way. That's basically to wake what up. happens. I said, I said. I bet you that was a good way to wake up in the morning. <laughs> Shoot, real, real, reali realizing, realizing why we yeah. were put here, realizing the sacrifices. <laughs> Hold on one second. We're going to come back to you, Michelle. Okay. Jazz, you good over there? Hey, I'm good. What's up? You good? You sure you good? I'm good. Yeah, I know that the, um, our sound could be a little crazy sometimes because, like I said, um, they pick up, the microphones pick up every little thing in the okay. area. And then, and then when the storm's going on, the delay in the Wi-Fi connection and stuff like that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one that. Yeah. I can't hear you. So you 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 got something for us this uh this early evening? I do. So mine is a um, it's called Dear Future Husbands. Dear Future Husbands. Uh huh. I had okay. just actually um posted it on Facebook, and this is but this is one of my favorites. So I was gonna do this one, or I can do a different one if you don't think I should play music in the background. No, you good. Okay, hold on a second. But yeah, it's called Dear Future Husband, okay? Mm -hmm. Y'all let me know if y'all can hear me or not. Is it good? Yeah. I find myself caught up daily thinking of ways that I can weave my way into your heart. And not just around me, but moving all the way through, trying to heal every fracture, every broken piece from which your past has done to you. I prayed for you countless times. Every time you crossed my mind, wondering what you were doing on the days that I didn't see you, didn't kiss you, didn't please you. 
this chemistry is something kind of different and in it I find myself complacent. To every exit I thought I lost, I found more of myself carefully trying to reconstruct my puzzle. And even though I thought I had even though I thought I had all my pieces together, I was wrong. There was an extra lyric missing to my song, but I found you. And together we make the perfect tune. From the night falls to the beach waves to the perfect sounds of morning traffic, my heart had to trap it. And I speak of this soul, this character, this God in human form who I adorn. I pray you continue to let me hear what was once taken for granted. I want you to trust me like I was made just for, right, for you and your view. Mess up right there. I promise to love you a million ways for each one thing I love about you. To speak life into you daily, to help your dreams soar, and to never let you go hungry as you got me. Be my positive to the negative in this life's battery. I want to forever be your charge, your energy, your vibe, your boo thing, the praises you sing. And what's so crazy is I haven't even met you yet. So I still have time to become my best. And once we cross paths, we can figure out the rest. Dear future husband, this is my quest. I like that. I like that. I, I, <laughs> it's going to be interesting when you go back. When you go back after you get married, if you, uh, if you, you know, if, if you're not married, when you go back, <laughs> you, 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 you look at that poem and be like, I wrote this a long time ago. Right. He need to hurry up. <laughs> so what made what made you um write that that poem? Um, it's just because like you know like when you're a girl a woman we just be having so many feelings bottled up inside a whole bunch of love and nobody to give it to so that was one of my venting sessions I guess from on pen and paper. That's good. I mean I I, I appreciate the poem and I'm quite sure if you was to put that poem in the group. A lot of the a lot of the young ladies will appreciate it as well. Um, one of the we had a show last night, and um, the show was basically talking about uh, the stereotype of the angry black woman, and uh, <laughs> some of uh -huh. uh, some of the frustrations that um, the sisters go through um, with just that stereotype alone, with uh, dealing with a lot of brothers and brothers not uh, living up to their to to what is expected from both of us. So. I believe that type of poem right now the vibe in the group is about relationships. So I believe oh, that, that poem, poem would be perfect on that issue right about now. Okay. I'll share it in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to King. King, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, cuz? All right, how's everything? Everything's cool. You know, everything Gucci on the belt, not off the belt, on the belt. <laughs> I hey, have a man, poem. You know, I've been I, I meant to tell you. I've been inviting. I've been inviting the poets to put stuff in the group. What's going on? Ain't nobody putting nothing in there. I got you. I mean, you you've done it before, but nobody else seems to be putting nothing in there. You know, nah, let, every, let let everybody know they're more than welcome to put it in there. Like um, like you do. You know, put your copyright in there so nobody yeah. don't, nobody don't take your material. And yeah, you I'll put a, I'm gonna throw a blast in the air tomorrow, so don't worry about it. Or tonight, no, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're more than welcome. I'm quite sure you got something for us tonight too. Yeah, this one is called "She Knows." <laughs> mm. Um, she picks she picks the lock on the cage so that she can engage, cause there was no other way to let the king have his way. 
at the same time enjoying what he offered his highest form, knowing well he was reborn from a past life which was gone. She resurrected his feelings and emotions while he was toasting. He explained his different notions and made a mental potion, mixing different ideas that gave the queen many thoughts. While she bathed in water sports, he moved his prayers on the source, admiring her glow. So then he smelled upon her aura. Ever so, he adored her from afar until he saw her, addressed her with his eyes as she smiled and felt heaven. He mystical a nine, but he represents a seven. God's letter universal get together to feel each other, connect the bonds well bond and genuinely last forever. King. We, 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 that, that, is that in one of the books or, uh, you know, or, or where is that? At? We, we, you, you wrote that, you put that together for the show? Nah, it, it's probably one of the books. You know how I do, man. Yeah. I can't tell you which one it is because I can't remember. It could be Just Like Candy or it could be uh, The Man Behind the Hands, one of the, one of the other. So yeah. I, know that you, I know that you just shared on your personal page your anniversary. Explain to the audience what you shared about your anniversary. Oh, the anniversary? The anniversary was the anniversary of my first book that I put out um, back in July 6 of uh, 2017 where um, I almost lost my life in what my car hydroplaned. And I live in North Cape Bay, which was uh, West Cape Bay, where the lighthouse is at. It was such a heavy downpour and because of the fact that I study meditations and everything, I, I just kept still. But at the same time, I just knew that there was a feeling of time was up with my existence on, on this plane of existence. You know what I mean? I just, um, I just felt some kind of way and I was just like, no, it's a done deal. Like, I just, and prior to the accident, I just went down to the nature walk down at the lighthouse I meditated, I prayed. It was drizzling a little bit, but I was like, I'm not gonna stop that from taking pictures for my family up in New York or wherever. You know, I like to take pictures down there, you know, show like this is where I live at. You know, I felt good and everything, but who's to say you're not promised a tomorrow? Mm. You know, and the way the car hydroplane, and I was just like going fast, and I was just like, time's up. You know, whatever I did on this earth. You know, with this existence, it was enough, I guess. But the ancestors, see, I always pray to the ancestors all the time, but I never know when they show up. <laughs> that's the thing about it. I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but that's just who I am. <clears throat> you know, I never know when they show up. I never know where they are there to guide me. And the cost, I seen the SUV in front of me. I seen the pole and the tree on the side of me. And I went right in between both, and the car just stopped. I didn't hit the brakes, because the first thing I kept saying, don't hit the brakes, or you're going to spin, or you're going to flip. And I just stopped. And the lady got out the car, was like screaming, yelling, are you okay? I said, I'm fine, man. And I just took a breather. You know, and I was just like, and the only thing that came to my mouth was like, look at my windshield, it's smacked. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> I know... I mean, I'm laughing about it, but I wasn't laughing about it. You know what I mean? I just like, wow. You know, but I was just saying, like, all I kept doing was shaking my head, like, I can't believe this just happened. I just meditated and prayed an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. Like, how? But, you know, mm -hmm. I felt like that was a wake-up call for me. 
to just understand and see things that I didn't really see before. Okay. Because look at the consistency of my books. You know, who, who, I mean, not to sound anything out of sort, but who write eight books within three years? I don't know anybody that has done that. I mean, like, the higher source is involved with everything that you do in everyday life. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a purpose in life. And, you know, I had a reading done, and it was told to me that the reason I, I didn't die in that, in that accident is because I still have much more to do on this plane of existence. I'm not done yet. So that would have just been premature for me to pass away in that horrible accident, which would have happened if not the ancestors intervened. Yeah. You know, and you know what? When I was told that, it gave me shivers all day and I started shedding tears. <laughs> when, they said, when they said, if the ancestors, if your grandmother and your ancestors would not have came, you would have been in a horrible car accident. And I just started shedding tears and I felt chills all over my arms. Mm -hmm. It was it was just like I can't like I had to put my head down for a minute, like, like man. So I'm always grateful to be here. I'm always good to be here for other people and just tonight with my family. And I'm glad to have found a lot of my family because they all show so much love and I gravitate to that. You know. That's right, that's right. We 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 here to spread the word on uh on everything. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring Michelle and I'm gonna bring Michelle and Jazzy back in and ask each one of them a question. Okay. So so ladies, Michelle, you can go first. Tell us uh who who was the poet that inspired you, like, or was just your sister's diary? Well, I, I didn't really, let me say that when I started, I started keeping a diary. I started my diary at the age of 12. Okay. I've been writing in the book for a long time. And I didn't write because I was inspired by it. I wrote, and I think I, I identified with Jazzy because it was a way for me to vent. It was a way for me to to say in some form what another human really wasn't willing to listen to. And it's mm. not like I didn't have family. But sometimes when you are the youngest in a family, you're you're the one who is ignored in a lot of ways because my siblings are older than myself and they were at a pit life where whatever process I was going through, they had already been through, but there wasn't, and it's not to knock their hustle, there wasn't any guidance from them. So mm -hmm. a lot of the time that I spent was either looking outside the household for people who I could make that family. Now, again, I'm I'm not, you know, my words are not to make them look bad, but there was nobody who I was necessarily inspired by. Yeah. Yeah. 
years later, one, um, but I've been, you know, a Malcolm person. I've been an E.B. Du Bois person. I do a, a lot more reading now on a different level than I did back then, but I don't have anybody who I necessarily admire who's been out there. Jojo, I love Jojo's work because it's, it's raw, but <laughs> in terms of somebody who has really made a life in that way, no, I don't have one that I really pay attention. And Jazz, what about you? I got a lot to say. <laughs> who, who would you say? Who would you say inspired your uh, your your love for for poetry? I really not until I became an adult did I start to pay attention to other people's poetry. To be honest, like I said, I was just young and writing myself, and just liked how things rhymed. And I was so I was able I was able to quickly do it. Like when I would write, it just like I get something on my mind, I want to vent. It just it flowed. Um, and my like I would say like maybe two years ago when I came down here, and it wasn't even someone that was famous. It was a guy. I'm part of a group called SC Poets. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry if you hear firecrackers. <laughs> That's all right. We we you know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be gone in August or something, September. Listen, or something. <laughs> it needs to, it's no rain tonight, so I guess they have to do their leftover fireworks. But um, I would say like about two years. So I joined a group called SC Poets, and it's just um, it stands for South Carolina People Observing Excellent Talent. And a mm. guy who put it, um, our founding father, may he rest in peace, just died a few days ago. Um, who put the group together? Um. And it was just watching locals get up. And I'm like, dang, like, I admire their poetry, like, so good. Like, they were able to go on the mic in front of a whole bunch of people and express their true feelings. Like, poetry is art to me. And it is life-saving for a lot of people. It's just, like, if you can vibe with it, you can vibe. It's a completely different vibe from, like, going out to the club. Like, I would much rather go to, like, an open mic. Um, so it was, like, locals, like Khalid, um, who, like I said, who was our founding father. Um Georgia, Nubia, Kenya, just local people actually made me want to do it in front of people and actually um, have my voice heard. Because I'm like, people can communicate. Like, you get up there, someone gets up there, and you're like, just like you said with people in the group, like, yes, exactly. I hear you. I feel you. So yeah. not so much anybody famous, more locals, I would say. That's good. That's good. You have, a, you have another poem for us? I know you wasn't surprised that I was going to ask for another poem right now, but you know I, I know I caught you okay. off guard. I, I had it ready just in case. <laughs> so this one is a little different. I did. I was like, let me have this one ready. So this one is more about. Um, it's called "Addicted to the Conflicted," and I think mm -hmm. we've all about we've all been there. No music. Me 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 me. Addicted to the conflicted. Mhm. Mm because we've all been with somebody who we ain't had no business with. Mm. All right. Pay attention. It's like, <laughs> it's like we're addicted to the conflicted, knowing that the end result will be pain. Trying to be a soulmate to a motherfucker when all really when all we really oh sorry, I curse. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. It's like we're addicted to the conflicted, knowing that the end result will be pain. 
trying to be a soulmate to a motherfucker when all we really know is their name and what we thought was a twinkle in their eye is actually the cause of our demise but we still try to try ignoring all the signs that we should pay attention to yearning for this lost soul to say i love you too and through all the lies and the broken promises that were made we still try to be their hope their human band-aid caught up with the mixture of potential and lust Life is trying to pull us away, but we fight against the gust to love him, to love her becomes our must. And when shit still ain't going right, we just wipe away our tears like it's whimsical, feeling like we got something worth fighting for, trying to make it spiritual. See, I know all about this because as soon as I seen his smile, I thought, damn, oh, how I had to have this man. I couldn't get him out of my mind, wanted him all the time. Couple of phone calls, two dates and morning texts. I know it's going to give the goodie up pure good sex and listen when it happened i felt glorified dignified a whole lot of moisture in between my thighs shit was so good i heard him say i love you right as he was about to bust through not only did he come but he came like a full-blown missile into my vagina and my brain i lost sleep lost an appetite gained confusion and fears i was like who the fuck is this new woman that's standing here i thought i knew her but i don't know her like i used to and what the fuck are these changes that I'm going through? And the mister that had the smile in his charming face. I haven't seen that Negro since I left his place. I thought he said he loved me. Where the hell are my texts? He said I was different from the rest and that I was his last next. See what had happened was. I tried to love something that shouldn't have been loved. I hugged something that shouldn't have been hugged. I slept with something that shouldn't have been slept. And just because I had to share it, we mix souls and spirits. And I'm standing here like a fucked up experiment. I am now him. And on my way to my next victim. Peace. Mm. Mm. I like that. That that's <laughs> 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 King, King, what you you all mics are unmuted. What y'all think about that with Jazzy? She she was uh she was going in there. That was tight. She said addicted <laughs> to the conflicting. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh. Michelle, you got another one for us? I do, I do. Um, this one is uh, this is called Baya. Uh, so let me just set the stage a little. Uh, I'll I'll read it anyway, but. Um, I had a neighbor who decided to rat me out to New York City Housing Authority because I was running a small business in my apartment. Doing what we do. But in the process, I had to go and take care of some stuff. I went to, went to take care of some stuff. And this is a moment where um, I actually leave my immediate space and I go elsewhere. So... <clears throat> I can't imagine one housing project which doesn't have that one person who depends upon the lives of others in every sense. That one person who makes it their business to be ever mindful of all that others are doing, being, or where they're going at any time just to fill their life. You know the type. The one who's really lonely, who always comes off as nice, as well as being in the company of another who's just like them. I had such a neighbor who's in apartment. As if her tell-all manner gave her a break in rent, which it didn't. But her information 
landed me an invitation from New York City Housing Authority for an audit. I suppose that's what happens when one leaves their given purpose in life. As I entered the, the lower Manhattan office, <clears throat> moving past the passerbys, I wonder who else had been snitched on, seeking instruction on how to let the office know I was present. I found the registry and placed my name on it, then searched for a seat in the waiting area. As I looked at the expressions of those who came and went from the small rooms where proceedings were taking place. A few minutes later, a heavyset man entered with a woman who I assumed to be his wife. Noticing there were there weren't any seats together, he sat next to me with her sitting across and to the side of us. The chairs were the type which had that slightly arched back and that scooped bottom for the bum's comfort. As he nestled into the space, the scent of his cologne rose, so as if he sat on a pillow filled with buds sprayed with the scent, emitting it into the air. It was light signifying he'd been wearing it for years, smelling like the same day in and day out, floral yet masculine. Immediately I saw the bottle appear on the dresser. You see it, you see it, right? I know you see it sitting right on top of the dresser covered by the lace where it's been so long that the lace is wider in that spot as if covering a hole yet placed in the same spot blindly after use. He wore a tan guayabera faded from all the years of war through though still holding its own as if neatly covering his full midsection which now from his chest to his upper thighs dark brown pants and black shoes in other areas of the world his fullness would represent financial wealth for him it was just the lack of a walk after a good meal for which he'd give his kiss his wife a kiss on the forehead and smile heading towards his favorite chair in the living room she loved making sure her love showed in all ways. His essence fills my nostrils again, hearing the, the thickness of his dialect towards his wife as he resituated himself in the chair, which he's wider than. I turned to him, sensing a chip on spirit that eagerly built a good living for another with the promise of hope to build his own. Weary by those broken promises of promotion and raise, he was taken negative advantage of for his lack of better command of a false language, stagnated in not meeting the dreams he left PR with. His manner carried hard acceptance, a heaviness that used to bring shoulders of pride through the door of an apartment which now slumped in disappointment. He's a proud resident of New York City, Spanish Harlem, having had his wife at his side and children born of that love, yet pained by unmet dreams. He knows his life, this in his language, his dialect. From my peripheral, he shifts again and his essence relocates every other smell available in the waiting area. In the distance, I hear, vaya, vaya which quiets me and all else fades, leaving me the wonder of space and time. In this new moment, I'm standing outside, captured by the beauty of billowing clouds and fresh air with a touch of salt in the light dew. I'm in his thoughts of a planned life in what's regarded as a promising city, New York City. I hear his listening to stories of those who made the trip, 
and we're doing ex exceptionally well. Those like Ismael Quintana, Ray Barreto, and Hector Laveau. And while he wasn't musically inclined, they were from home, his home. The stories moved through the air just like the distant Baya did in my ears. He longed to be part of the goodness life had to offer in Nueva. He heard stories of money flowing like sweet cream, easy but steady. He heard he could earn and rear family and wellness and desired the opportunity past the images to be able to thrive and send for all the parents to partake in experience of what goodness looks like is his goal. He smiled at him willingness. I see him dancing as the sounds out. Baya, baya, moving steady, easy, smoothly as if holding his wife yet coddling the air. He dances over to her and whispers in her ear, yes, we are going to have a good life. Yes, this is his opportunity, his longing to make his imagination come to life. Streets paved with gold, tall buildings, and his story would be another avenue to dream past the factory work and make me calling their names and helping to keep the storytellers alive and vibrant. Thoughts of success filled his mind like rain cascading, then actualizing like icicles midair. He'd learned a great deal from his parents and the desire of resting and the resting in his heart to have them see he heard every word and taking it further in their dialect. I hear his father say, make us proud. Her family would show gratitude of their choice in marriage and smile as they wave goodbye. Baya, baya, I hear in the fade. On this day, the day of my audit, what I see of him is born to New York, but the city's people have not been promising, as thought or told. Broken promises left an almost empty shell. Hope no longer his friend. Willingness dismayed, and his movement displays the belief that age is against him. His wife, together they reared their children, taught them to fly, though others and authors of their dreams to be more than just parents and mere employees. He believes he's not worth the fight. He's not broken. He's an acceptance of the negative. And if he could do it all again, he would do it differently. To stay in Puerto Rico, where the terrain was familiar along with the people and the mills wouldn't be the choice though. He wears his wire better shirt because it's the easiest to find while keeping his pride intact. He still proudly represents PR, but represents more the lie of New York, as many others do throughout Spanish Harlem. It was all a lie. Baya, baya, it was all a lie. I search for his scent one last time as I hear my name being called to enter the small room where the court proceeding is held. I like that. You, you definitely turned a negative into a positive. You heard me, Michelle? I had to. <laughs> I had to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. she. So she told mm -hmm. on you, huh? Yeah, I had to. How it is initially, I was so mad with this chick that 
I really wanted to go after her. But we all come here with a purpose. Whether we pay attention to looking for what that purpose is or not, we still have it. It's not like it gets up and it goes away. But there are people who are more commonly found in the projects who live off of the lives of other people. I didn't realize it in the moment. It took me some time, but she did me the favor. Those things were to build me to make me a better person. Not for me necessarily, but for the people who I'm going to be in the company of. I've had a lot of those kind of lessons and I'm good with them. Those are things that were supposed to happen. She made me grateful because she gave me something that I could sit and work from. I'm to get there, but I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. King, what's going on? I'm good. I, this one is a double. A double? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it has meaning to it. That's why. You don't say it's a double. The first one is called Close the Curtain. I did not cry when my lady died because on the side of a casket was a picture of a heart with some flowers in it. Real sentiment of our love that's disclosed words from her parents sent a tear from all that's attended. My only tear to her name sake is only captured in forms of a couple of letters written before her time of death. Early one morning when I speak to her spirit, I will address what a mess I had to clear out my closet. Memories, memories of feelings, real high praying for knowledge and wealth. There was nobody that could treat her so lovely just like me. But to honor you, my true love, I see the future of you keeping yourself in my heart, never escaping the wasted past. Close the curtain. No, uh, that so one I kept. Uh, so you huh? said that 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 it's a it's a double, it's a double. Yeah, that because I have another one, but at the same time, that one I captured the emotions and feelings of. A friend of mine that was going through something that he couldn't really express about a woman that passed away in his life, mm. you know. So I just captured the essence because that's what I do. I just you think you, I'm gonna ask you, do you think that your poem helped him have closure? Yeah, because he was like this. He's like, he looked at me odd, like, yo, how'd you do that? Like, I said, yo, dude, like, we we fly. But I know how you felt about your lady, but I just add a lot of imagery to things and I grab people's emotions mm -hmm. and I just fly into it. I knew her too. So I just thought to myself, what if that was me? And that was my lady who just died. Would you know how you feel? Like that would be detrimental when I, so I just grabbed the emotions and I just, I just flipped it out. And he was just looking at like, It was one of those moments when I like, and I was like, I was like, dude, I cared about her too. You know what I'm saying? She was a good friend of mine too. But, you know, at the same time, this is your thing. But I was just thinking to myself, like, what if that was me in your position? How would I feel? 
you know, and it was an emotion because I did kind of tear up when I was writing it. Well, typing it rather, <laughs> not writing, typing it. And I was just like, I don't ever want to go through anything like that. Mm. I don't even know why I even like grabbed that energy, but I just felt like it was something to write. You know what I mean? And the second one is called DNA Connections. Because as you know, I do DNA and connections with family. So this is Connections DNA. My Atterbury dreams keep my Wiggins flow styling. Mary Brabham feeling Julia Reed's spirit rising. Viney and Charlie, who are my great grandparents. That side from my father's father, I got my talent. Work hard like Joel Wyman and James E. Harris. My granddaddies, each one holding their own status. Always a Fitzgerald in a Washington plus a Blackwell. Next reunion coming up, semi-invite in the mail. Stand tall like Llewellyn and Cornelius. There's two sides. Take a trip on my journey, read my work, enjoy the ride. My acknowledgement of Felders and Hickson, South Carolina. Other states like Georgia and Virginia are time reminders. King. So that's 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 your tribute to your lineage and your DNA and where you come from. Yes, sir. I like that. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess I would like it because I'm part of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so is Jazzy also. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, you know, I'm related to su such a large quantity of folks. Like, you know, and you know. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna I'm gonna school you on some something real quick. <laughs> the Harrises, they originated from Virginia. You know, a lot of folks in the family don't even know they don't know that. They don't realize that. They don't I I do the research, I talk to a couple of the people in the family that's into the lineage and you know the generations and the the ancestry and everything. But, you know, I found out a lot of information. And I'm like, huh? And they're like, yeah. So it's like, but, you know, South Carolina has a, a great significance also. Although my father's family is from Virginia, I mean, I'm South Carolina, Jazzy and everybody. But also my mother's mother is from Orangeburg with the Felders and the Hicksons down there. Okay. So that's like a double whammy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that would explain what me growing up in New York and carrying on the tradition of having, you know, raised by these Southerners, that how it turned out in this life right now. <laughs> Jazzy, you good over there? I'm good. I'm just cooling out. <laughs> I know that, um, I know that, uh, one of the things that you never get it when you have an opportunity like this. I mean, I'm quite sure you have like so much to offer and so little of a time. So I know that those first two poems were probably real dear to you. You, uh, you got something else for us? Um, I do. I had a feeling he was going to ask. So this one is, um, this one is called, um, uh, landed the free doesn't have shit to do with me. Mm. Land of the free doesn't have shit to do with me. Uh huh. <laughs> this so called land of the free doesn't have shit to do with me. 
I belong to a broken system, a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. But who the fuck is working together and why do I feel it's only working for people who aren't colored? Ooh, she said colored. Give her 15 lashes and send her back out there. There, land of the free, where society tells her how to be. Be proud, but not too loud. Be natural, but straighten your afro. Dress nice, but around your hips, your skirt's too tight. Be proud of your skin, but dealt differently due to my complexion. See, I'm confused. Went from physical to mental abuse. Still interlocked in a system that has hasn't changed your views, but still wants you to be you. In their land, the free, that doesn't produce any fucking freedom. And if you think I'm lying, ask Queen Gaines, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Tatiana Jefferson, Eric Garner, Walter Scott, Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, Trayvon Martin. Oh, damn, that's right. They didn't fucking make it in the world where if you try to be free, we're fucking taking it. And if you're too dark, you won't get it. To, you won't make it to the mark. And if you don't know how to grab your license without moving, with your hands in the air, with them behind your back, then peace. I like that. And that definitely is uh, uh, relevant to these times uh, when we're dealing with a lot of the, the nonsense that we're going through. Yeah. So Sorry, that that uh, I see that it was a lot of emotion in, involved in writing that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now that's that's, that's cool. We I'm understand. Like, I'm um, animals, so I have to like sit right here in front of this camera. Usually, I'll be like walking around. And, <laughs> you know, so I have to continue right here. <laughs> Michelle, you have, you have another one for us. I do, but I got a dick for it. Um, so why don't you let King go? And I'll go All right. take a peek. Gotcha. All right, let me uh let me grab something out the chamber real quick, okay? All right. <laughs> Look, you know the king come prepared, now, man. All right, this one is called Brand New Day, Brand New Wave. When I'm out of my element, I adapt to where I am. I'm pretty cool making ends, new colleagues, no friends. I'm all partnered up to begin without supervision. Open to ideas that appear, they all about winning. A team that is strong with so many different mindsets. Now once have I forgotten about the laws of my concepts, grabbing some memories of how I recycle energy. I still come back as one if you divide 10 of me. My body is heavenly, covered by the source material. That feeling from the Holy Institute enters my tissue. Peace, love, and joy tackle anything the world's showing. Even the lady love bug shows how she be knowing. King. Okay. All right. No, I'll come different ways, cuz. <laughs> I found something. Go ahead. We're all ears. So, okay. Simplicity. 
My thoughts this morning are on simplicity. The differences between the circle and the square are simply the shapes, the way they are made. I'm like the other in the company of others. I am made, but made differently. I have purpose. Each shape has purpose. I basically function within my own right. Each shape functions within other in its way. I am more than able to complement and do the same. The beauty is you and I complement each other as well as those outside of us. Loving you from the couch in my triangular space. Mm. <laughs> that's me having fun. That's it. That's cool. I mean, that's cool. But my work is 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 not it's it's don't I, I'm not I'm not defending it. My work is not going to be what people might expect it to be. I'm not really a poet in that sense. I'm more about the conditions that place. Well, we don't we nobody nobody's <laughs> nobody uh definitely I'm not judging anybody and definitely right. uh, I know Jazzy and King aren't as well. Um, the, the thing that is interesting is that you may not feel that way, but your work at the end of the day could be inspiring for somebody who's listening and could be that factor to be like, you know what? She said something that, that really rung a bell in my, my ear. Let me get to getting, you know what I mean? So some, sometimes it's not always, uh, like you may not think it's your calling, but you're helping somebody else get their calling as well. Okay. Um, so, to, so we're going to end our show for the night. And um, is there any final thoughts, uh, young ladies? Uh, no. Oh, come on, Jazzy. Y'all I know you got something us. to say. Go ahead, Jazzy. Huh? Michelle said, go ahead. Saying, it was nice to do this. And um, y'all can ring my bell whenever you want to. I'll come back. All right, <laughs> we we appreciate you. I don't, won't don't, ring your bell because I got you. <laughs> um, with that, I got you too, honestly. I want you. I want you guys to stay on the line when I close out the show. Just stay on. Um, with that, we're gonna close the show for the night. Can you got any last words? I want to thank everybody for participating in tonight's episode. Love you all, and I feel grateful to. Be in your presence. No. Yeah. Beautiful showing love, care. And that uh that that ends episode three of the Poetry Corner presented by Let's Talk. And uh, appreciate you guys for joining us on Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook as well. Stay safe and have a blessed night. Amen. <laughs>